Welcome to this special edition of Engage Plus. I'm Simon. And I'm Jamie. And as you can tell from the title, we are finally getting around to uh, something we worked on at the beginning of last year and this year. A uh, listener's choice episode. This week is franchise fatigue. And we couldn't do that alone. So we're here with the uh, long-time listener that came up with it, uh, Christoph. Hi, my name is Christoph. I'm a long-time break here from Innsbruck, Austria. And... Thanks for having me on this episode and picking up my my idea. So it's a pleasure to have you on, Christoph. It's um, you know we've we've really enjoyed kind of conversing with you over the last few weeks in particular and kind of doing all the research that we've done for it. You've been so you've been very organised with the spreadsheets and and the word document. And it's actually been really quite interesting, kind of delving into the topic itself. So it's exciting, isn't it? Yep. And we've got a few particular things that we want to we're going to focus on and then there's going to be a broader focus around other franchises so we're going to really focus on what other times let's get my notes up close <laughs> look at like the golden age of star trek the 1990s and um and like early 2000s and then obviously the modern star trek so discovery section 31 new animated so and forgetting. Captain and Cush, how did i forget that one um monday dot two uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe and the oh, DC, DC. Oh, damn! I've forgotten the name of that thing. The DC Universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's what we're going to focus on, and then we've got a few other odd yeah, franchises that we're going to delve into, which will probably be good touch points. That yeah, work just reference. Big yeah. four. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, I think. sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think one of the questions is, what do we think franchise fatigue actually means? Because I think. It came up during our... our uh, um, I can't talk tonight again as a <laughs> correspondence, but I came up with a definition, but I'd like to see if you guys agree. So, yeah, so what was so what was your what was your definition then, Si? Um, so I pretty pretty much put it as, it's when something, brackets, franchise, becomes so prolific in media promotion and merchandise, it becomes annoyance to the point that you just want it to disappear again. I think that's my definition for it. I think cause that's that's what springs to mind to me. Where you just sit there going, "I've had enough of this thing now. Can't it just go away for another ten years?" <laughs> that's that's quite a long time, but you know. <laughs> what about what about you, Christoph? Well, um, my initial uh, idea from the episode beca- came from a, f- a fear that CBS might kill off Star Trek quickly again by overdoing it. Uh, you're talking about um, five co-current store, um, series going on yeah. at the same time, isn't it? I think. If they throw five series on on the market, that uh, that they might dominate the, the market for a season or so, but but then everybody might get uh, fed up again with it, or it or the the, the uh, overall. Numbers might drop to a, a level where CBS says, "Okay, we are not making enough money. Let's cancel it again." Uh, and reading the interview with uh, Rondi Moore that you have posted in, in the document, uh, that interview also started with fans being afraid that uh, CBS might burn out uh, uh, Star Trek by doing it too fast. Of course, in the meantime, uh, they have slowed down a bit. 
the Section 31 uh, show will not start filming before 2020 because uh, the actress is uh, so busy and yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I'm still, I'm of course also okay with your definition. Yeah, I think um, I think it's quite, um, you know, as you say, it's kind of, that's the thing about it, you do so much of it. Um, and as you were saying, Christoph, it's, it's kind of that, that article said the Ronald D. Moore one I thought was quite interesting because it said you know it's it's doing it so fast but at the same time it's you know I think volume is a big part of it but also I think it comes down to if you go for so long and and you're just sticking to the same thing you know it's all about keeping it's all about engaging and keeping your audience engaged and excited and if if you're just going treading over the same ground which is I think um what happened with what happened with Enterprise? Then it, it just it was really going anywhere. I mean, I know they obviously they did the twenty-four story arc with the Zindi, and obviously I know they they in season four they were doing like the multiple story arcs, and obviously we're trying to connect it to the other series. So like Next Generation, the original series, trying to bring back some of the other fans. But I think by that that time, I think it was just a little bit too late. I think they were just essentially flogging a dead horse. Um, so I think it's I think sometimes I think maybe maybe a rest is needed i think to kind of bring in to kind of sit back and kind of bring in new ideas to the table so i think sometimes series franchises actually taking a break can be a good thing well i think so because you got that kelvin timeline didn't you yeah you got that fresh new look and it's the same thing just slightly different from the golden age of star trek yeah, and I think what you were saying, Christoph, as well, because again, it's like I didn't know that they're they're going to be slowing down, they're delaying um, uh, Section Thirty One because obviously um, you're saying it. Um, oh, I can't remember, uh, Michelle Yeoh, is that, is yeah. that her name? Yeah, yes. she's been. Yeah, I think it's Yo. I don't think it's Yo. Yo, Yo, Yeah, thank I you, so. <laughs> Um She's obviously had random consonants on her names. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, sorry, what was I saying? Yeah, so the fact she's busy, I'm assuming, obviously, prob- probably with still being on Discovery and possibly doing other projects. I, I wonder it's... whether it's whether they're going. Actually, I'm not sure this is going. This is going to go down as well as we think it is. So let's hold it off for a while. Let's see how the others go, and mm. then go back to it. Because I, you say, as we've had this discussion already, I think you sort of said to me, you know, I'm not quite sure you're going to like Section Three One, so, and I think if I'm if you think I'm not going to, that's. I think a large proportion of the audience aren't going to yeah. like it as such. So I think they're trying to go for safer bets. So if you go for Picard, that's a no-brainer. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Animated, a little bit risky, but again, that's safer than going for Section 31, because Section 31 is a bit of a Marmite, um, like Marmite thing to talk about. Mm. Yeah, and I think, um, you know... <laughs> As you say, it's tricky. I mean, the, the other thing as well about the whole franchise fatigue, it's, it's you know, it's kind of measuring it because obviously we know obviously um, networks and that and companies, they, they obviously, you know, they look at audience ratings and viewing figures, but they don't always take into account of everything. So what you might actually see what they release as a, rate, uh, as a viewing figure for a particular show over time might not accurately reflect it entirely. So it's kind of it's kind of also how do you kind of measure it? 
how do you kind of measure franchise fatigue? I suppose in a way, it's it's difficult. It's kind of and it's and I think we were discussing this before as well. It's kind of when's the right time to end the show? What is the I think as you put as one of the questions, what is the ha- was it the happy middle ground? Happy medium, yeah. There's a ha- uh, there's a yeah. point where there's a happy medium where you go, okay, they've either done enough shows but released them in a staggered point, which I think you can argue with. The- MCU, they've done it in such a way that it's not too bad. They've done it in just the right amount that you can sit there going, yeah, I can live with that. And then there's a point where you just go, okay, that's one too many. I've had enough now. You're two in my face. And I think I've said to you both, I think the one franchise that they've kind of got it wrong, I think is Star Wars recently. Star Wars franchise, I think they've just aimed yeah. it completely and utterly wrong, where it's been just two in your face. Yeah. And um, what do you think about that, Christoph? Yeah, uh, when uh, researching uh, which shows have been created in different franchises, I was surprised how many times uh, there were attempts at starting Star Wars-based TV shows, and it's like (laughs) seven shows, uh, and uh, that's definitely too much. uh, It... Especially with with Disney buying Star Wars, it had a feeling like they wanted to make money, make money, make money, mm. um, and probably didn't care too much for the quality. <laughs> but but I have to admit, I have not seen any of the Star Wars shows. I've only seen the the movies. Yeah, yeah, I think we're the same. It's, but I think you can just kind of anywhere you look, it's just like, oh my god, it's like there's another one. It's like we've got to like filling in the pieces, and it's yeah. Because I mean, it, if you, yeah, sorry, go on, sorry. No, you, you carry on. Because I mean, it's like it said, you've had you've had Force Awakens, which I thought was I really enjoyed it. They did Rogue One, which again I thought was really good, which is obviously an act, which was obviously a go between between prequel. Yeah, prequel between. Um, Revenge of the Sith and um, New Hope. Thank you, Sai. So many of them now. I kind of all blur into one, um, which I enjoyed. But I said, The Last Jedi, I wasn't particularly fond of. And I've even seen Han Solo's A Star Wars Story, which I, which was for me was even worse. And it's now just come to the point for me, it's kind of like, well, you know what? It's just kind of, you know, sometimes they're going to get things wrong. But when you've got two films in a row that I personally didn't enjoy, you know, I'm not saying other people obviously feel differently. I'm sure there's some who have absolutely loved them, but for me, it's kind of it's, for me personally, it's rich and it's limited. I mean, the next Star Wars one is going to complete the current set, which I might as well go and see it. It's the last one, I might as well go and watch it. But for me, it's kind of make or break. This film for me has to be good. If it's not, then I just I don't see myself going to see because I think there's I think they're thinking they're making they're thinking of making another set of trilogies, a new one, and it's just like oh please, please. So it's just come to the point where I just I think they've just run out of steam. I don't know if it's because of the ideas. I mean, the Han Solo one, it's a nice idea doing an origin story on him. But I I I, I just think personally, I, I, it's not so much the idea. I just think the way they did it, just the actors they got for it, just didn't work personally. But I mean, that's that's just me. That's just doesn't mean I'm right what I'm saying. It's just my opinion. Um, and I think I think you're kind of in a way. I think you know what you're saying, Christopher, about I just want to make money, 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 and you know the, the quality of it. I think it's, I think it's a valid point, um, you know, because <clears throat> it's only so much. You know, St- Star Wars. You know, the, 
there's only so much you can kind of tell the same kind of story over and over again before you, you kind of just get bit twice. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling now. So, but yeah. So. Um, I think Marvel and DC are doing a better job than Disney there because there are different shows, Dutch and uh, or uh, are about di- uh, different times and different uh, characters. But I think all of them are in a are at the edge of of, of doing too much. Yeah, I mean, Marvel and kind of DC again. That's kind of a you know that's kind of, again that's that's something that they're continuing to do. Is that all the Marvel films that are currently doing. Um, you've got obviously um, just recently did recently did Captain Marvel, which um, we both seen, haven't we, Sai? Yeah. Which um, we thought was well, we both really really enjoyed it. Um, and then obviously you've got. No, a couple of eight, a couple of seasons of Shield coming as well, um, and they've just well, I'd say I wouldn't say it's recent, um, but last year obviously they released DC released um, Aquaman, which again I recently saw and thought was really good, um, you know, and I think I think origin stories, you know, kind of going back to basics, um, you know, I think they've done that a few times. I mean, not just with Star Trek, they've also did it with with with, uh, with Batman as well, and they've. Again, kind of done it with Spider-Man, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think going back to the basics is a good idea. But when you're doing so many origin stories, it kind of becomes a little bit, oh, here's another origin story. Great. It kind of, the idea itself kind of becomes a bit stale. It can seem so. It's, yeah, it's, 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 an, it's an interesting, it's an interesting issue. It's, it's a case of when is too much, too much and kind of, you know, what can we do to stop it? Because I think, it all depends on the franchise. Um, the, the, the other problem with the, the, this whole question is it's very personal to however you feel like yeah. wh- whoever's dealing with whatever franchise you're talking about. Yeah. So it's a very thing. It's a very different, difficult thing to qualify and to kind of go, oh, well, I think there's a problem there and someone else yeah. might not think so. So yeah. this is just what the three of us think, but I'm sure there's an awful lot of people that would be going, yeah. oh, I'm not quite sure about that, yeah. guys. But Yeah, I mean, like I said, the whole thing with Star Wars, I personally think, you know, but that someone else might think differently. That's fair enough. If you're still really loving it and want more, then that's great. <laughs> you know, Um but you know, but that's the thing about about sometimes about series stopping and kind of for a while because um, one of the series um, I I really enjoy watching is The Walking Dead, and that and the last and that's on its ninth season, and the last couple of seasons the ratings have dropped. They they it's, fans have kind of they've gone off it, but this season they've got new writers, a new person headlining it, a woman called Angela Kang and my god, what a transformation the writing is improved um, the, even the way it's shot just it looks so much better, all because you've got somebody new in who's kind of taken a fresh look at it and it's gotten better again, so sometimes it can literally just be, you need to change of possibly of people working on it, sometimes that can be a huge boost I think as well whether it's this franchise or any or any other, I mean, said, look at Star Trek. I mean, you had, I said, Enterprise ended. I don't know if people will go, oh, God, you know, J.J. Abrams, but he said Star Trek was brought back, and if it was wasn't for the Kelvin timeline films, I don't think you would have had. I don't know if you would have had what's come, what's coming now, like with Discovery, etc. and etc. So, um, yeah, it's say it's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's just very very difficult thing to put your finger on. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, it's and yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's hard, isn't it? Because it's like when it's too much, too much. I mean, um, like for example, um, what about you, Christoph? What about some of the other shows? I mean, what are there kind of any um, any other issues you kind of feel like there is with with franchise fatigue? Um. <clears throat> well, I I think from the uh, creator's point of view, it always c- comes down to money. They will con- continue uh, a franchise as long as it's making enough money. Mm. But with the uh, increased uh, efforts that go in the into production, it might be uh, these days easier to to hit the or to uh, to fall on the to fall on the ground faster. I think, for example, with Star Trek Discovery, they are spending uh, probably five times the kind of money they have spent uh, on Enterprise episodes, if not more. So, yeah. But science fiction franchises have at least uh, one major advantage, uh, advantage they have. They have it uh, easier to change the atmosphere, change to a different planet, put another uh, species in, in the focus so they don't repeat themselves themselves too fast. One other franchise that I have been following for a long time is CSI and NCIS. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm big fans of but, them. But, but both of those kind of repeated themselves almost every year. Yeah. That's why I left all part of those at, at some point. Yeah, I mean, like CSI, I mean, I said, the, the one in Las Vegas, the original, that went on for 15 seasons. Miami reached 10 and New York 9, and it was kind of... I, I was I had a brief look into why they ended, and it was kind of a combination of different factors. I think it was low ratings. I think for Miami, it was kind of location. It was just becoming too expensive, and viewing figures weren't as high. Uh, the, and it just had stiff. It had to have a competition. It just wasn't working as well. And with NCIS, it's again. I mean, and, I mean, they've got three series again. You've got New Orleans, which is on its fifth season, um, and uh, NCIS uh, LA, which I which I haven't haven't actually watched. I think it's on its tenth, and the original is on its sixteenth. Um, and he, I must admit, I felt the last few seasons, it, my expectations of it have lowered because it's just not the same series it used to be. I said it is kind of, where's the show going? I mean, as you say, what you were saying about things repeating year after year, is always, every single season, is always um, the, 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 the age that's always danger in some way. And it's normally always in a season ender. And it's, yeah, it adds an element of, of um, emotion. Oh my God, are they going to get out of it? But it's happened so often that it, again, it just becomes just a bit tiresome. And it's just gone like, oh, I wonder who's going to end up in danger this season. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I think what you're saying about the whole them making money thing, I think it's it's difficult because as long as the franchise keeps making money, how do you balance that against audience expectations? And with with some shows that, that run for a long time, the actors uh, kind of expect a race every year. That's probably the, why the Big Bang Theory became so shallow because uh, they now spent ten, ten, ti- ten times 
the kind of money they spent in the beginning for the for the actors are, are alone, and that there is a like a predefined uh, break point uh, in there if you do those kind of contracts. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I think also you know it's kind of. I think for I think for some actors and actresses, it's kind of you you go on a show for so long and you, you get typecast. It's kind of oh, you know, they do other stuff, and it's kind of what they're most remembered for. So it's you know, it's always quite. It's, it's said it's 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 difficult. It's it's really quite difficult. Um, you know, and as you say, to keep to, part of the reason shows can continue and to keep it going is it can sometimes be the actor or actress. You know, we want we need to keep. So let's let's we need we need to pay you more money. Let's pay you more money to keep keep this going. It's kind of I mean maybe that's the point as well where things are starting to be a bit strange. It's like well, okay, fair enough. You know, you want to raise that's fair enough. But you know, if it's just to keep a show going, it's kind of it just it comes off as it could come off if 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 the show's kind of running out of ideas and the audience view figures are falling and you, and you're paying more money for for actors to kind of stay on to try and keep it going it kind of it's kind of again it's like <laughs> fucking a dead horse kind of thing it's like the last desperate move kind of thing isn't it i think maybe we we should look at those franchises that 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 uh exist for that uh were going on for a really long time like the simpsons the simpsons obviously have a in the language, they don't need actors, but uh, if Wikipedia is right, they're running for 30 years now, uh, and I think they haven't been cancelled yet. So what what does what do uh, do the Simpsons different from from the other franchises which we just talked about? Um, well, the Simpsons. I mean, I to be honest with you, I have I used to watch that a lot when I was younger. Um, not so much these days. I, I haven't watched it for a good long while. Um, but from what I've heard of it, I mean, this is just coming. This is just an opinion. This is actually from my brother, who who he doesn't watch it himself anymore. He doesn't have the time. But um, he was basically saying to me that, in his opinion, again, this is just his opinion. I want to stress it. Um, he he thinks The Simpsons has kind of kind of gone gone downhill. Like um, apparently, like episodes, like the, according to him, it's like. A, like some of the later ones, like the most recent ones, they've kind of, they, 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 you know, they kind of go off on a complete tangent, and something happens, and it's got no relevance to the actual plot at all. Whereas before, he was, he's saying that, and I, I agree with him. I, I said I can't speak for the later ones, but you know, something happens, but there's always a point that that the show's trying to make. Um, I mean, I, again, I, I, like I said with The Simpsons, I'm, I'm not entirely sure because, as I said, I've not seen it in recent years, but I mean. You know, this, this, how long did you say The Simpsons was going on? Was it thirty years? Yeah, yeah. It started in eighty nine. Yeah, I was born. Oh my god, blimey! <laughs> <laughs> I'm now just made me realise my old age. Oh god, I've got to be thirty this year. Oh god. Yeah. Anyway, moving. moving. <laughs> well, I think what those two have got in common is the fact that at a certain point they realised that they became popular. So they became self-aware of their popularity. Hmm. And then that's where the actors' pay comes into play as well, because if they do, they then don't become um, what they were at the start, because it's like, oh, we can do whatever we want now, because we've got all this money, we can do all this, we've got all these uh, viewers. Yeah, true. And then it becomes a kind of, it starts declining, because it's, again, it goes back to quality as well, because it's like, we don't really need to, we can put on anything, we could put paint drying, and it will 
we'll get awards for it. And he's just going to go, no, we still want the quality, but you've got to keep keep the show going. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, it's, it's it's difficult. I know, and some shows are so they're so embedded in 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 relying on kind of main characters who are there, like the main person who's been there the whole time. That if that person left, what that actor and character left, what effect would that have on the show? Um, I mean, again, going back to it, um, The Walking Dead, um, the main character in that, uh, Rick Grimes, played by brilliant British actor Andrew Lincoln, he recently left the show. Um, but is actually the show still done quite well without him? I mean, I had reservations like, oh, God, I, oh, he's leaving, I can't watch it anymore. It's my f-. But I still quite enjoy it as i said it all depends on the individual person and the kind of the, the risks you kind of take i suppose um but yeah i mean it's yeah but um yeah as i said it's, it's a very tricky it's a very tricky thing once you kind of get into kind of discussing it it's no i mean that's the thing about this whole thing there's no real right or wrong answer to this whole thing it's just kind of you know i think it's just as a kind of as a network it's kind of knowing knowing it's just i think it's kind of you're juggling different factors it's audience expectations how much money you're making um you know if if it's a general just a general feeling of 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 i suppose in them producing it if if it's working out um and as you say some some because some series they do know they do know when to end i mean um for example there's a series i used to love watching a spy series called burn notice they did seven seasons of that um, and it was the perfect time to end it they didn't end it too early they didn't end it too late I can't explain exactly why seven was a good number but it, it seemed to work quite nicely I think you know even Star Trek they said DS9 Voyager and um, oh god um, next gen TNG god am I I'm terrible with my worst tonight as well you know that was at seven as well so it seems to be a good. It seems to be a good number to end things. So. But you raise something quite interesting, that kind of makes it a bit of an interesting topic to talk about recently. Because then you've got to talk about um, streaming services. That slightly tweaks the, the formula slightly from where we're talking about kind of shows of the nineties or the early two thousands. Streaming kind of makes things a little bit different because, as Christoph said, there's no real actual like release date airing date it's kind of oh it's all up there then and you can binge watch watch it or you don't have to you can watch it at your own speed Mm. Uh, it also uh, allows a a bigger momentum Uh, the the 80s 90s and and early 2000s uh, Star Trek was first shown in the US then maybe a month later in the UK and maybe half a year later in Germany, and and when it reached the last countries, the episodes already have been like uh, two years old with Discovery and other shows that come out on the whole planet at the same time. Uh, a whole lot of people uh, join in at 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 at, uh, at the same time, and I've it 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 allows them to make more money. It allows them to. Uh, eventually, to uh, to to reference uh, current events, but it also bears, uh, uh, bears the danger of of a larger shitstorm if they do something that nobody likes. 
yeah, I mean, good case in point being probably like a good example would be season one of Discovery Klingons in the mirror universe. That isn't for people, um, you know. <laughs> so that's a that's a good example of kind of it's like. Well, uh, actually, I I think the the uh, independence from the from from the broadcast slot is what probably makes the most uh, difference. Uh, for example, the original series season three has be, has been moved to a, what they called a dead something time slot. Yeah, and. Uh, this doesn't matter in uh, with streaming and uh, including streaming services uh, from from uh, regular networks like uh, what's the BBC service called uh, BBC I play yeah exactly for example uh, Doctor Who uh, usually airs at Saturday night and only and many people aren't at home on a Saturday night including. Matt Smith, who, who who played the eleventh Doctor, he said he hasn't watched modern Doctor Who because on a Saturday night he wasn't at home. But with BBC iPlay, you can watch it when you get home Sunday at night. You can uh, Saturday late at night. You can watch it on Sunday. You can watch it whenever you like. Yeah, and I think actually what what you're saying there, Christoph, brings up another really good point in terms of kind of franchise fatigue. It's not always so much the writers itself it can be the network deciding when the show what when and what day exactly. the show yeah. airs yeah um that can really just uh, that can really just affect it badly even just simple moving a time moving at the time of it and the day can, it can be a death sentence for the show it really can be so you know you could have a brilliant show everything comes together but if you've got it in such a slot where not, where people are going to be down other things it's not going to do very well and the other thing as well, sometimes it's with Star Trek in the past. Um, you know, I said I know. You know, um, sometimes like the writers get and the creators of some of the Star Trek shows, kind of like Berman and Bragger in particular, get a lot of flack for kind of for, for, for Star Trek going the kind of way it did with Voyager and Enterprise. But some of the time, it was the network that came down on them. But then again, I, I know there's a kind of counterpoint. Well, Woddenberry had the same thing, but he pushed it through anyway. Um, but sometimes I think it's kind of it was said the network itself kind of I don't know it's kind of weird it's like they they wanted to keep Star Trek going but they 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 just kept to the same formula it's like they I'm not quite sure what again we've never been to all these boys board meetings where they were talking about all this kind of thing and the end backstage but it's kind of like you want to push a franchise forward do you want to keep making it but if you're not going to be ambitious enough in terms of storytelling then you know what I mean. If, is it me or does it sound just like a bit of a contradiction there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, just my, my rambling thoughts. But um, no, but yeah, even just kind of the scheduling of when a program actually airs is, is again, it's big, I think it can be a big factor. What do you think, Sire? Do you think that's true? Not as much as it meant in the past, though. No, obviously, obviously with streaming these days, it's not as big of an issue, obviously. Um, so these days, as you but say, that's why you need to have a unique selling point. Otherwise, you won't attract that interest. Because if you haven't got that, you won't have the audience, and then you can't get the money to do the stuff that you want to do on the show. So it's a bit of a 
you know, kind of you need one to get to the other. Kind of like a catch twenty two situation, kind of basically, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. obviously you know it's it's well and good having a great show, and you trying to trying to put it on and you know trying to get it streamed, but obviously you've got to negotiate with the streaming company. So whether it's whether it's Netflix or CBS or Access or any of the other ones, but if it does if it doesn't appeal to them, well, they're, they're they're not gonna do it. And the other thing as well now is is um it's it's kind of some of these sites are now doing their own. Netflix, like Netflix and that are actually doing their own shows because it's actually cheaper for them to do their own originals and actually to get the rights to actually stream other shows so it's yeah like I said it's all, all lots lot has certainly changed I think since then it's kind of the 90s of not just the way kind of televisions or, or shows are produced but also just kind of the way we watch them as well well can I throw in an enigma that I'd love to get your thoughts on Jeremy where would you, what do you think of Timeless? What about that? Because that's a bit of an oddity because it's kind of it was popular, but it only got a couple of seasons. Uh, so what? what? That, that was all the rules that we we wanted it to, but it didn't seem to perform. Where does that kind of go into the mix? Uh, what in terms of why did why why didn't? Because it was successful, but it wasn't successful. It's a really old. Um, I mean, I. I... That's a very good question. That is a very good question, actually, Si. Um, I mean, I think... And you I mean, could probably even say the same with uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That probably gets thrown into the same mix, because, again, that's... How many seasons that's up to? What, five? Five. I've just done five, yeah. That's popular, but it's not that popular. Yeah. But keeps getting made somehow when we keep <laughs> saying it should have stopped maybe, I don't know, last year, but no, we're going to keep doing it because yep. no one's told us not to and you're going, yeah, we pretty much have told you to but never mind, the hardcore fans are keep going, keep going for it, and that's getting more outlandishly nuts as it goes through and he's going okay, time out, time out guys just stop, stop like said, and again, it's this is a point where yeah. they should have learned, uh uh-uh, no more that's the thing about season five of Shield. I, I, I mean, again, if everyone else sat there enjoyed it, that's fantastic. But for, think for me, it's it was entertaining, but just very messy, very scrappy. Um, but no, what you're saying about, as you said, shows like Timeless and Shield, it, it's interesting because, I mean, you know, my initial my initial thoughts were how how particularly with Timeless. I mean, I would never have heard of Timeless if you hadn't told me about it. I wouldn't have had a clue. So I'm wondering if it's maybe got something to do with the way they market it, maybe? Could that be a, a, a thing, maybe? The problem with that one is it had all the right elements to it. Everyone loves a bit of time travel these days. And it even me. Even I've and all that sort of thing. Mm. But it didn't have the success that mm. other things do. Now you look at kind of Avengers uh, Endgame, what's that going to do? It's going to deal with time travel. Yeah. So, so why wasn't that a hit when it, when it probably should have been? <laughs> Just like, I mean, it's like, huh? Yeah. How, does, how does that not work? Yeah. Any thoughts on this, on this, Crystal? In terms of shows that are that are successful but not, if that makes sense. Uh- yeah, uh, <laughs> as of timeless, I have just heard of that show for the first time <laughs> when you just mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Agent of, Agents of Shield, I have watched the first two seasons on Netflix. <laughs> And then it went off Netflix. To to watch the seasons three, four, five, I would have had to either buy a Skyline, a PTV, or I would have to have 
I would have had to buy the DVDs. I have no idea why they have put it off Netflix. Um, I think, well, I mean, they've, they've actually taken, they've actually taken, Netflix has taken off all the Marvel stuff. So not just S.H.I.E.L.D., I think they, uh, I mean, again, I don't uh, know. Yeah, right, yeah. Because they've also taken off Jessica Jones and I don't know if you have, have had that over there, and The Punisher as well. Um, so uh, for whatever reason, I, I think it's just due to just, again, I think they're just... Streaming services are getting privatised so that they yeah. go back to their respective yeah. owners. Mm. Um, for, because they can. Again, but, that goes back to Disney and the fact they own everything and it's all going to go back to Disney and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, again, as you say, that's the thing, timeless, you've never heard of it until we just mentioned it. So it's like, why, it's like, why is it like it the way it is? Because I said, it's a fantastic show. I mean, me and Simon, okay, time travel doesn't quite make sense as Simon says, but... Uh, just don't, don't overthink it at it. all. Just, no, no just... But everything else in the show works well. The story, the characters, the acting, everything else is fantastic. Even uh, the production values. Apart from the fact we haven't got the finale thing. Yeah, they did a, They did two seasons and then there was a recent finale, like a two-hour two movie, was it? We want the finale. Yeah, and we haven't got it That's yet. a personal request, but, you know. <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, I said that's that's. I'm glad you brought that upside because, as I said, that's a very interesting enigma. Um, and there was another series I liked watching called um, called Forever, which I've mentioned. I think I've mentioned to you. Yeah, you have. Um, endlessly, Jeremy. Endlessly, I know. That was like a supernatural crime drama thing. They did one season of it, and it was very popular. But it they got it got canned after one season, and it's like it's, it was successful, but. Like Thomas, nobody knows about it. It's just like, as you say, why? So, yeah, it's an interesting enigma that you bring up, Simon. I, I don't know if there is an answer to it, to be honest with you. Um, Maybe you're right, Joe. Maybe it's just simple marketing gone haywire and it's a load of crap and they just haven't marketed them right. I, I don't know, but if you know them, you know them. If you don't know them, you don't know them. And then you get told about them by two guys on the podcast and then you go, you're welcome. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Those two shows, Forever and Timeless, I heard about them through word of mouth. Whereas all these other ones, or even S.H.I.E.L.D., I think even S.H.I.E.L.D., before before you got me into it, I'd heard of it, because I'd seen it advertised, but I just never watched it. So I don't that, know. It's... That, that had the biggest hook ever. It had Coulson on it. So yeah. Everyone knows Coulson. <laughs> and it's like, come on, it's like, come on. It's like, that's a no-brainer. It's like, oh, it's that guy. I don't know who he is. He's from S.H.I.E.L.D., but let's watch it but it didn't happen yeah, and yeah. he had cameras Nick Fury and um, Maria Hill yeah I think so yeah I think that's right yeah and it's they're going they couldn't shove anything more at it um, and it didn't happen it's like so yeah so so maybe this aspect of it will just remain a mystery an intriguing one nonetheless um, <laughs> you know so yeah I mean that's the thing yeah <laughs> I think I've broke Jamie. You think you broke me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well I haven't really, I haven't really got an answer out of him. So I, I think I've pretty how much broken Jamie. We're finding one thing that we ha- like that is a bit of one of those things. Where you go, what that, that that should work, but it doesn't work. Well, listen, it could be demarketing, so that is a possible explanation, mate. But again, it's not definitive. We don't but how understand. in this modern age of, en- of entertainment, how the hell can you screw up marketing? 
Well, you know, most, most companies we deal with day to day don't know how to communicate with each other, even though we've got social media, we've got phone, we've got this and that. But, you know, there you go. That's the whole Is it that's... a simple answer if they found a way? Is it just that answer where it's like, they it found a way, I don't know how, but they, they found did. a way. It could just be that, yeah. I think most <laughs> show owners still don't know their their audiences. CBS has still not much of an idea about Star Trek fans. Yeah, I mean, it could and be. And that's probably worse for, for, for most other shows. If they don't know who is watching it or who might be watching it, it it's difficult to, to target uh, the, the right people with, with marketing. And it's easy to... It's quite easy to burn lots of money for, say, Facebook campaigns that uh, don't reach uh, the people that, that might like a particular show. Well, the other thing as well, it's not just, it's, it's also kind of, like, particularly if you put out a trailer for something, whether it's a TV show or a movie, it's what's included in that, because you can have something that you're marketing or producing, and it, and it's, and it's just one thing, but when you actually go and see the finished product, it's something entirely different. And then I'm assuming and... that's a reference to Captain Marvel, I'm assuming. Hmm? Is that a reference to Captain Marvel by any chance, show me? No, no. no it could it... be, because the trailers for that were not a standard <laughs> origin story, and it really isn't. Yeah, maybe. Well, you can use that as an example if you watch it. It's a good one to use. Um, but yeah, it's kind of as you say, and, it, and audiences can feel misled, which I, I, I completely understand. It's kind of like... You know, so maybe that's also kind of a bit of a factor as well. Um, I, 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 I actually stopped watching any trailers because they far too often they have made me watch a movie that I didn't like or make me not watch a movie which I, which I years later find out that I would have liked uh, and I've seen it on TV or wherever. Well, I loved it. When me and Tom went to see Captain Marvel... The woods led to start to show us right before the film. They decided to show us an advert showing scenes from Captain Marvel. And I'm just like, what? It's like, we're about to watch the movie and you're showing scenes before. I was just like, oh, okay, right. Right. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it can be down to, it could be down to marketing. It could just be, as you say, so they found the way. I don't, yeah, I think it's a question that's probably going to probably remain unanswered. But thank you for posing it. I, it's nice It's nice to have it myself challenged there. And have me lost for words and my brain scattering <laughs> and everything else. So that, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, should we go on to some things that we do roughly have ideas for? Yeah, sounds good. W- what would you like to go on to? Are you referring to me or Christoph or both of us there? To someone. Just oh, someone. Okay, well, <laughs> so that I don't enough. go on to something that we don't know how to answer. <laughs> well, I... Uh... Our initial uh, uh, initial idea was to go over the fr- franchises in like a list: Star Trek, Doctor Who, Marvel, DC. We could try to do that quickly, and maybe look at how they died or why they. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Died. So with Star Trek the original series, I think it died because they had no idea what they had, and they, it was simply too much ahead of of, of its time. Was this um, the original series? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I think the other thing as well with, with season three, particularly season three, I think it was, I think it said, it said Simon described this really well. It's, it's Overall, it's not, if you, 
it's not a bad season. It's got interesting ideas, but it's just really badly done. Um, and you know, it, and, and and I think again, as you as you put in the spreadsheet here, it's, it, it was a Friday night dead slot. I mean, God, the, the change in that was very bad. And very, they had very... and they had they had budget cuts too. They had to make it even cheaper. Yeah. Then Star Trek in the eighties, nineties, two thousands. I think that is that was classical uh, franchise fatigue. They, they just overdid it. They. Uh, first season of Enterprise was really rushed out the the, uh, the door, I think. Um, and they sh they probably shouldn't have have had uh, uh, sh uh, shows competing against each other. Each other uh, in the preparations for this uh, episode, I have uh, looked up. Uh, some of the airing dates of of the competing shows like TNG versus DS9 and DS9 versus Voyager, and on on some occasions they really had both shows on uh, on the same day. Uh, yeah, and um, or what do you think? Why why uh, Star Trek had to go into a long break after Enterprise? Was it um, just the stories? Was it repetition? Um, I think it's. I think partly just partly due to kind of repetition as you say the, the problem the, the problem is you had you had TOS you had TNG then you had Deep Space Nine which went in a whole new direction not just obviously set in spaces but the story was darker grittier the secondary characters became as important as the main characters the storytelling changed and then Voyager essentially just went back to it's episodic television there's nothing more of episodic television it can be just huge advantages to doing it but when you've got a Star Trek series that's kind of still has because Deep Space Nine does do episodic television has has done it but when you've got a series that's done a, a longer running story arcs with characters whether it's a Dominion arc or other arcs and then you go back to a show that, that takes place at in the Delta Quad and you've set up potential stuff like the conflict with the Marquee etc like that and you're just going back to doing it as it was. It just doesn't have the same appeal. It's just going back to what it, you know. And again, it's just same. It's television, television kind of habits of what audiences were expecting had changed. You know, episodic television is great, but audiences wanted something different. And Star Trek kind of, for particularly in particular Voyager, and the first couple of seasons of Enterprise kind of went against that too much. And I think that's part of, partly where it kind of went wrong. Um, and I'd also say, I mean, this is just, again, this is um, Berman and Bragg. I mean, I think Berman himself said it. He'd worked on Star Trek for 20 years, so from TNG straight up to pretty much Enterprise. And even he said he was feeling tired because he'd done Star Trek for so long. And, you know, it, again, I, I don't know. He, said this but probably to his mind he probably felt like all the episodes kind of just melded into one because you do you're on it for so long that you kind of just become a bit run down from it so i think it's probably a combination of as you say kind of the structures going back to the same structure as before too much and just you know and just maybe maybe just they needed to Maybe they needed some change in terms of staff. Maybe um, you know, just or not, not so much. Maybe like getting rid of them, but maybe just bringing someone else new in during that time. Maybe that could have helped shake things up a bit. But you know, that's I think I think personally for me, that's where the the main problem is laid laid with Star Trek at that time. 
the second show we, we named was Doctor Who, but I think we are all too young to understand why classic Doctor Who has ended in in 1989. Yeah. <laughs> same thing, I imagine. <laughs> Because I think that's the same sort of thing, but not because that's the same general stuff. You just change it slightly, but you're doing the same rough stories. I can imagine we're gonna. This is a bit where we're going. Oh, actually, you've got that wrong. I don't know for sure, but it's in some ways it's the same sort of thing. It's like no one told them to stop when they maybe should have stopped. Yeah, yeah. It's and I think yeah. what I was thinking of Star Trek is the, well, the problem. I had no problems with. You could bear in mind this is a bit of a funny time because I was just about getting into it just as those things were going on. So I don't really, I didn't have a problem with next gen DS9 and Voyager ongoing. I think the problems are are with Enterprise and uh, Nemesis. Those are the problems are because I think during Enterprise there was no appetite for prequel stuff at that point. Yeah, that's you've got to bear in yeah. mind. Can you remember the fallout that Star Wars had from um, Phantom Menace? Yeah. Boy, and then you've got Star Trek doing it. It's like, no, no, just n- no, don't follow Star Wars leads. And oh, yes, we've done that. And then Nemesis, that's pretty much a next gen film. Again, no one asked for. Everyone was pretty much happy with kind of. Oh, generations. Eh. First contact, <laughs> everyone's quite happy with. Insurrection, oh, we'll let that slide. Nemesis, everyone's going, why? No. Yeah, agreed. So no one told them to stop. And it's just kind of. <laughs> Yeah. You know, again, it's time out. You should have stopped at about 99 and just gone, right, that's it. We're going to put a bolt on these ones. We're going to stop at insurrection. We're not going to try and get more money out of the next gen crew because no one wants it. We want them to live in that happy... Because an insurrection, that would have left them really in a good position where it would have been kind of flying off into sunset. You've got kind of Janna and Riker getting back together. You've got kind of everyone in pretty good position. And then you get to Nemesis and it's like we're all doomed and you've got kind of you know data dying you've got this happening and there was the breaking up of the family and it's just like no one wants that and then i think of um enterprise i think the problem with that was which also works in which double-edged sword was season three that is something no one asked for an um for a reference to 9-11 no one no one asked for that. they just went you know what we'll do we'll do that We'll completely muck up the timeline as well, and we'll do that. And everyone's went, what? Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, I, 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 like I said, I mean, I've said this on a few occasions. I've enjoyed, I enjoyed this indie plot arc myself, but, you know, it doesn't fit in the canon. It was it's... too fresh. It was yeah. too fresh in everyone's perspective. Leave yeah. it five years, leave it six years, while yeah. all that's gone out the window, then you can deal with something like that, rather than doing it that instant. Where it's like, oh, yeah, that's just happened. We're going to so, deal with that now. And you're going... Yeah. So I think it's the case with that. It's, I, 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 I'm actually agreeing with you here, so because I think I've never actually thought of it like that before. But now you're actually saying that's a very good point. Because th- everyone was quite happy with Kelvin timeline because I'd mm. left it long enough, and yeah. we wanted a clean, yeah. freshing look to it. So and th- they didn't do it. So I think obviously with stuff like the Zindi plot arc, with what they did there, it's not so much the idea; it's the timing of it that was completely off. So sometimes it's important. It's not so much ideas itself. It can be sometimes the timing of when you. It was great production-wise. I just don't think they read their audience well enough to go, "Oh, maybe we'll leave that for a season or two. I wonder if they'd done something. If they'd done a traditional season in that in that year, 
I wonder if they would have got seven seasons, maybe a few more. Maybe, maybe we may we might have even got to that pivotal fifth season that we wanted. Yeah, maybe. We we could have seen the um, an X refit. We could have seen all oh. these other odd yeah. um, inklings into TOS that we all wanted, but it didn't happen because I think that that's why season four was. Everyone sits there and goes, season four is brilliant. But it came after one that was not well placed, was really misplaced, well mistimed, and everyone went, I, I like Enterprise, and that's why you've got this revival now where everyone's going, oh, I love it now. Yeah, because now we're so long from the war on terror that everyone can look back at it and go, actually, story-wise, that's a cool idea. Whereas mm. back then it was like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Because I mean, you know, I mean, I've said it, you've said it, and it's general. I think it's general consensus among a lot of fans. You know, people rewatch Enterprise, and I've quite, I've gone fond of it. I think it's, you know, on reflection, it's just not as bad as I thought it was when I first watched it. So, I mean, bearing in mind, I watched it quite a few years after it aired, but still, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a very, very good point that you make, son. I'm really glad you made it because I'd never thought of it like that before. So yeah, you know, yeah, just sort of. <laughs> No, in the background, just sitting there going, "Hmm, that, that, and that, that." Yes, but I think we're going on to Doctor Who. I think yeah. I think that's yeah. what we're trying to get on to before I got distracted by stuff. Uh, looking <laughs> at looking at modern Doctor Who, <clears throat> uh, I think they did one thing good that Star Trek might be learning from. Uh, they had different series for uh, different audiences. Dodgewood definitely was. The dark one for the older people, Sarah Jane Adventures, also I haven't really seen it, probably was definitely for the younger people. Yes, yeah, it definitely was. I, I love Sarah Jane Adventures. Isn't it Sarah Jane Chronicles over there, though? Uh, yeah, sorry. Because I found that interesting yeah. when you put that in. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I know I know, I know, know what show you're referring to, but it's like, that was an interesting thing. But yeah, I, I quite enjoy Sarah Jane Adventures or Chronicles if you're over in mainland Europe. I, I love that show. I've got it on DVD and I tried to show Jamie it and we got to the pilot and we haven't quite revisited it yet. But, it's but I, did, I did enjoy it, to be fair. I did enjoy it. I think I watched that show. Watched... Oh, sorry, Jamie. I think I think I, I, I think you showed me the first couple of episodes, if I recall. I think it was the I first. Think, so I think it was the pilot, which I think was two, yeah. two parts. Oh, and yeah. unfortunately, with that one, the only reason that ended is because of the unfortunate passing away of Elizabeth Sladen, which is that's a shame because that that was a great show. And you, you talk to Hoovians, and it's just kind of yeah, I love that show. I don't care if it was a kids show; they just loved it because it was just a great fun show to watch. That kind of was. Oh, you know what we forgot to add to this? We've got to add um, class to this. Yeah, we've forgotten to add... Oh, never mind. That <laughs> shows you how memorable it is. Oh, great. Yeah. Class, yeah. Yeah, because that, that, that was a thing, briefly. But it's... Yeah, it, but I don't know whether doing different types of shows work for Doctor Who either. I think maybe they pushed themselves too thin. Maybe. You know, I think I think really what what's the formula to kind of a winning franchise or a winning show is. It, 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 I mean, this could be a complete accident, but it can be for a specific type of audience, but it actually appeals to everybody. So I mean, I mean, look at look at something like Harry Potter. I mean, particularly the early ones. I mean, that was aimed at more younger kids. But you know, and well, I mean, that's Jamie. Yeah, essentially. Our age group, pretty much. So like, I but, could be Harry Potter. But it, but I mean, obviously the books changed and the films did. Obviously, they got 
they, the, the tone got darker. But but so did the target audience that they were going for. Like yeah. we got older just the same time that yeah. um yeah. But the, the kids thing did. About, but the Harry but Harry Potter is spread by all ages. I I still love reading it. I mean you know I've seen I've seen on on I've seen uh, when I've been out and about on like public transport I've seen. Uh, people look like they're sixties reading the books and it's it's amazing. It's like it appeals to all ages. So yeah. I'm not quite sure what point I'm trying to make here. I think I'm just kind of on a random thing, but So what you're saying they might have made it for different groups of audience but they still had had success all over the board. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um yeah. So sometimes it can I think that kind of success it can just be it can be just a, a happy happy accidents like well actually even though we're only appealing to this target audience it's turned out to be hugely successful uh this this might be a bit off topic what but what is your feeling about the current state of doctor who at the sci-fi ball in in february there were quite some people that said they have stopped watching doctor who because the doctor is male or uh, the doctor is a man Oh yeah, oh, honestly, uh, uh, this whole, that, the whole uh, thing about the doctor being a female. Oh, honestly, go, go finish what you were saying, Christoph. Sorry, I interrupted you there. Uh, I was going to say, uh, do you have a, a, a feeling like Doctor Who is dying, or do you think uh, it's going to, con to continue? I obviously am not living in the UK, so I uh, can't watch it. Uh, before it, it comes out on DVD and I don't know much about the reception uh, it. Is it safe to say mixed Jamie? Yeah mixed I mean partly it comes down to the fact that the Doctor's a female I'm just like seriously people it's like 2019 come on it's like the, 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 the argument I have for this whole thing I'm not going to go on too much about it but the whole argument I have is if a Doctor can regenerate in, do regenerate and change change person every time can't they change gender as well is there is there something specific in the doctor universe that says that cannot happen i, I again I, I, i've never watched a classic doctor who or etc so i don't know but it just yeah i'm yeah i mean if you don't if you if you're one of those people there who doesn't like watching doctor who because doctor who is now a female it's not a bloke that that's fair enough that's fine but I, yeah well well uh, to me it feels like they they have lost some of those kind of audiences with the female doctor, they probably have lost some audience with going on with the 12th doctor too long. Hmm. I think But also, I think also another, another, another thing is also, um, I know some fans, again, I haven't watched the whole late season of doctor. I only watched, pardon, pardon me, a handful of episodes. So some will probably be able to, probably knows a bit more about this than me but yeah, I know I saw all of it yeah I know there was a thing about <laughs> apparently some fans were put off by the fact Doctor Who's become too politically correct or something that's something that I heard I don't know how much that's actually true but it's, it's, it's something that I did hear through the grapevine yeah they, they might overdoing the diversity uh, of cast but I did like uh, the The first season of the Thirteenth Doctor uh, a lot better than the last two seasons of the Twelfth Doctor. I can say that, and I have watched it all because I have got it on DVD. Anyway, uh, we shouldn't 
spend too much time on Doctor Who. Um, I've, I've got ideas. What, so, <laughs> yeah, I know things. Sure. I know things. You're the boss. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts, Si? <laughs> I think what you're saying is I've lost a few audiences, but they've gained younger female um, audience with the 13th Doctor so what you've lost you've now gained with new fans yeah. that want to follow the 13th Doctor so I'm not really seeing that a problem I think it'll continue whoever watch it watch it whoever won't watch it won't watch it you, yeah. no one's making you watch it so you watch it or you don't watch it exactly. you know there's yeah, free sure. will there's if, choice if people, yeah exactly if people don't like watch it because of you know if, if I like it yeah I it's do like, as well it's, it's something I mean, called oh what's that word again Jane what's that word it's called oh, it begins with P ends with S <laughs> Progress. Progress. You know yeah. that that wonderful word where it's just like <laughs> there's no reason. And it, another franchise that we all love has done that already. And why is it a problem in 2019? As Jamie said, in um, ooh, Voyager. Yeah. 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 This is this isn't an argument we should be having in 2019. It's happened ages ago, and everyone went, yeah, whatever. So it's different. Okay, fine. Because at the time when it was announced, everyone went, yeah, well, Sasha did it with this one. They did it with this one. They did it with that one. Why are you all complaining about a female Doctor? You're, you're meant to be sci-fi fans. You're meant to be kind of open-minded. <laughs> Whereas these days in the world it is today, everyone's gone, oh, I like what I like. I don't like this. I don't, no, 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 no. He's, he's been a man. He's not a man anymore. I don't know. Not anymore. No. <laughs> well, does it matter? It's a story. It's a story. Yeah. <laughs> Go and figure. I don't know, but I I like it. I I don't care, and it's great that it's going back to its roots with trying to educate people with um. Oh damn it! I can't think of her name. Um. Oh, blimey! Civil rights. Um. Oh, it's all her names on the tip of my tongue. Sat on the bus. Um. Yeah. Why does it always have an interview? So I can never remember facts. Um, Rosa Parks. There we go. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, my yeah. Memory. Rosa Parks episodes and stuff like that where they actually dealt with historical things like they did way back when at the beginning of the show. And yeah, it's just, again, it's the political agendas of this thing and now everyone's got an opinion on this thing and oh no, you can't do that anymore. You can't say that because it's a feminist cause when no, it's a TV show. And it's just like, oh, just... No, we can't have that anymore. No. We could go into something a bit bigger that's causing havoc in Britain, in particular Europe, and begins with B and ends with T, but I don't really want to go down that route because it's a bloody nightmare. (laughs) But everyone's got an opinion and everyone's entitled to it and a divided world argument. But I I like it and I'm going off on a rant again. I think Doctor Who's gonna stick around. I don't know oh, how long. Great. I don't know how long Jodie Whittaker's gonna be here for, but it'll be fun while it lasts. <laughs> <sighs> and to sum up, we both like we don't we like the new Doctor Who. We like we like Jodie Whittaker, and we think the show will continue. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Is, is that good enough? Is that yeah kind of thing we're after? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even got into the spin-off shows yet, really. We haven't kind of gone into Tortured or Class. Not that we remembered it or anything, but, you know, um, <laughs> Sarah Chain or anything, but... Well, I, I, I have only seen uh, Torchwood uh, because it's it's the only one that became available to me via Netflix. I have I have looked up why Torchwood has ended, 
I have actually put that in the spreadsheet. It was personal reasons of Russell T. Davis, yeah. I never got tortured, if I'm honest. I never quite got it. It just kind of went right over my head, just like, I don't know. I, know my I don't know what's going on. I know my dad quite liked watching Torchwood. I don't know how much of it he actually watched. I saw it on the TV. I never really paid much attention to it, so I, I honestly can't comment on it, to be, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, quite interesting why it ended us. Quite, yeah, it's intriguing, that is. Because um, I think, I think... Randy he, Captain Jack Hartness, I think. Hmm? Randy Captain Jack Hartness, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I think the BBC wasn't too sure what they would what to do with Torchwood. It had two normal seasons. Then the third seasons, uh, the third season w- was Children's of Earth, which was which was basically one story split up in five parts, I think. And then the fourth season was again a totally different arc on its own that didn't have too much to do with the original uh, first two seasons. And let's kill off half the cast while we're at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just because we can. And then, say, class is a bit of an unknown because we all forgot about it until I remembered it for yeah. some reason tonight. And that just suddenly it was there, and then it died because I think everyone went, well, "Why? Again, we didn't ask for this. Why? Why are you making it? We, we did, don't did, get it." Did I do what one season of that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just one. Cause I think you showed me again. I think I saw the pilot episode, and I thought actually. It was pretty- Have a guess where it's ended up, Jamie. Hmm. Have a guess where it's ended up, Jamie. Where class? Where it finished? Where you can see it. Uh, Netflix? Yep. Really? If you're really that bothered, you can go and check it out on Netflix. Uh, uh, I'll add it to my list of stuff to watch then. <laughs> You'll sit there and go, what? What was that? Was that a thing? Did I really watch that? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mind it, but, you know, just like everyone going, we didn't ask for it, but you're giving it to us. So we'll watch it, but... Again, that the problem with that one was it was I think on Yodi I think BBC Three I think yeah when it was around so that's a bit of an oddity in its own right uh, odd time slot didn't know who the hell it was targeting so it just kind of muddled along whoever watched it watched it and whoever couldn't be bothered didn't watch it and it just happened and it was a really odd thing because it was a six form group. Yeah. So you sit there going, who are you aiming that at? Because the people that are kind of hip and cool won't watch it, and the kind of they won't, you won't find enough geeks to watch it. Weren't show going on, so it died out. So I hope that made sense. But you know, just no, no. That, so that's yeah, the thing. I think it's a case of know your audience. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, it's not on, it's not on Netflix in Austria, so I can't I, watch I did, it. I did wonder. Yeah, I did wonder of saying UK, but. I uh, thought I might get a correction at some point if, if you're doing this. Uh, so, you've, yes, UK Netflix. We'll, we'll put that in there. UK Netflix. Enjoy. Uh, somehow. Well, I, I think for the most part it's probably because they haven't translated it. Netflix is uh, usually doesn't show uh, shows in Germany or Austria that they, where they haven't got a, a German language uh, audio track. Well, that tells you in its own right, because like, you really can't be bothered to. So you're not missing out on anything, Christopher. I wouldn't yeah. worry. Thank you. So if they can't be bothered to, to, to tra- uh, translate it, you can tell there's no there's no appetite for it. We're getting it because it's in English, so it's like, sure, just knock yourselves out. 
but worldwide, I think it's more kind of, oh god, do, do we have to? Like, just imagine that somewhere in someone's in translation, kind of. We'll, we'll get to it eventually, but it's, it's, it's not, not a priority. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't worry. If you're interested, search for it. But if not, it, it's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> I think I think it's safe. It's safe. The fact that we've had it like this is a bit. We've had research going for the last couple of weeks. It's been up there. We could I could quite easily have added it, but it's not until talking about Doctor Who that I've gone class. That's not a good thing. If I've watched it, it's on Netflix, and I've gone Netflix daily. Gone, I've added it to my list. Still not watched it again, but you know. So you get the gist that it's kind of. It's not high in my yeah. memory, so you know. It's kind of telling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit of an odd thing with Doctor. It's kind of they always never seem to get anything right. They never quite target the right people at the right times. I think. Mm. The only ones that you can really say have done all right with were Torchwood and Sarah Jane Adventures. Those are the only two they've, I think, really they've done quite well with. Well, the, the other thing as well, which I, I wanted to actually just come to my mind as we were talking about torture about Russell T Davis, was again I, I, I know we can't speak for everyone, but me and Simon obviously Eccleston and Tenham when one to four season yeah, one to four of the new by the way, so Russell, that's two thousand and five onwards. Just when, to clarify, when Russell T Davis was around, we felt the writing was a lot. Well, I say a lot better, but was better. And then when Russell T Davis left, it, it just we felt it just wasn't quite up to up to the same standard. F. So maybe sometimes. So maybe so, sorry. So maybe sometimes it's it's the change like changing writers can affect things as Something well. Something Christopher wrote originally. Well, uh, my feeling was that with Russell D. Davis, it was uh, as somewhere between sci-fi and fantasy, and with Stephen Moffat taking over it made a shift to the fantasy side of the spectrum and it, there were uh, more things that were hard to swallow like the uh, Weeping Angels and uh, then they saved all of time and space every other episode. It, yeah. yeah. The, the thing about Stephen Moffat is, not, not, not to be horrible here, I mean, you know, me and Simon... It, I'm not, I'm not saying him generally as a writer because for other stuff I don't know but at least with Doctor Who he's very hit and miss sometimes he'll write fantastic to give episodes. him a bit of credit I think he did do he has done Sherlock not that I've seen it but that's he did do most Sherlock. of his focus went down to sh- went to maybe Sherlock that, so maybe that's where maybe that's where it was then. Doctor Who suffered a bit yeah but you know with at least with Doctor Who it said he, we felt he was hit and miss so some episodes would be fantastic and other things were like what on earth was that but as you say sometimes it can be I think you're probably right so I think it's a situation where for Moffat he had he, he, he was focused on other stuff so maybe Doctor Who did suffer a bit as a result maybe but you know sometimes I think a change in writer can also or change in anything can affect can affect a franchise in terms of if it if it's still very successful or if, it, if it's going down the whole franchise fatigue route as well I also think that maybe Modern Doctor Who had a different core audience in the beginning from Classic Doctor Who. When Modern Doctor Who came out in 2009, they kind of filled the gap that uh, uh, in 2005, they kind of filled the gap that Star Trek left. So when Star Trek Enterprise ended, 
and fans were looking for a new star, uh, a new sci-fi show to follow. Modern Doctor Who was right there. In the early uh, seasons of Modern Doctor Who were definitely good sci-fi. So uh, maybe that's that's why uh, younger Doctor Who audience and older people that have uh, watched Doctor Who in the 70s have different feelings about what is mm. correct or uh, yeah. typical Doctor Who. It, uh, obviously, when it comes to things like political correctness, it, that kind of stuff, as you say, it all depends on of the audience in particular the time that they were born in they obviously our you know our generation now well you know our parents and our grandparents grew up in a completely different time when ideas and attitudes were were different so again and as you say kind of from the classic doctor who to kind of now it's kind of you know things have changed it's kind of you've got to kind of so i think whenever you do a franchise and you're making it at a particular time if if, a, if you've got a long long running franchise still going decades later you know you've got to be aware of obviously depending on who audience you're obviously you're, you're targeting for, for viewing then you've you've got to be aware of when i said when they when how they when when they grew up as well so what time they kind of grew up in and kind of you know, because I mean, again, again, this is just a thing of you know. I know obviously people were born at that time; their their ideas and attitudes can change themselves. But some people, you know, are some people don't don't change their their way of thinking. Some people do. They said they grew up in that time. This is what they think the world should be like, or whatever. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's. A, I think it's definitely another factor you kind of have to be aware of. I think. Am I making any sense? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Would it be worth uh, briefly talking about something we know literally nothing about, but we'll give it a go? I have a rough idea, but I, I'll we'll be kind of passing over to Christoph for most of this. Should we briefly discuss Stargate? I have barely noticed Star- Stargate, I have to admit. Well, we're in good stead here now, aren't we? We're going to do right here, but. <laughs> Well, let's yeah. try and muddle for it and try and work out what we can from general um, yeah, sure. news. My, my, my general thing on Stargate is I think I saw the movie, um, my dad watches it, and that's about That's literally my... Thank you, I, Jamie, for that input. That's quite yeah, helpful. I thought you had yeah. <laughs> Over to you guys. That's pretty much it exists. Great, Jamie. Okay, it exists. Yep, that's, we can all confirm that. Um, now, I do know bits. I, I'm no expert at all. I have witnessed quite a lot of it, but I don't know. It's, I know some things because I, growing up in this house, it was pretty much a good dose of Star Trek with a little bit of um, SG-1 thrown in for good measure. So I've seen a bit of it, and then we also watch a part of Universe. So I've I've seen some, which is, I think, better, more to say than Jamie. Yep. Um, but from what I've heard, and I know that an awful lot of our friends that we know in the podcasty world love Stargate, and we just sit there going, what? Like, why? It just goes right over our head. It's something we need to go back and watch at some point, and we will. We will, because it's sort of it's a staple of sci-fi fandom and all this sort of thing. And we we won't hear the end of it if we don't. It's, it's some it's a, it's really on my list. It's just kind of when you look at the numbers of ten seasons of SG One and not including the others, it's like yeah. In trying to keep 
this thing going with about a billion. How many, you know, like, how many uh, series of Star Trek there are? You kind of sit there going, that's a challenge. Mm. But I think Stargate was a really good um, start. I think Atlantis, everyone seems to love Atlantis for whatever reason. And I think Universe is the same problem that Voyager had. They were trying to go, let's try and be clever with this. Let's try and go for the unknown. And everyone's going, well, I don't know the unknown, so why are you showing me this unknown? I, d I don't want to know this. I want to keep to Atlantis. I want to keep to SU-1. But you're shoving a universe at me, which we really don't want. So, it's a, it's a, I say it's a really interesting case where, again, I think they've gone, yeah, we're going to make this. No one's asked for it, but let's keep making it anyhow. Money, money, money. <laughs> I think that's pretty much all I've got, but that's all I, I, all I know. Anyone want to add anything else? No. Otherwise, it's it's a thing. Is that, it's is, a that, thing. is that pretty much what we're going for here? Yeah. It's a thing, and we don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, maybe one day I'll watch Stargate. I don't know. I, you know, I'm aware of it. It sounds intriguing. So my my dad my dad recommends quite a lot of shows to me, and he's quite you know spot on when he you know stuff he recommends. You know, you think I like. So I, I if it's any brownie points, anyone out there that if. It sounds like I don't know what I'm on about. If it means anything, I did watch in the past couple of days Stargate Continuum. If that just means anything, but you know, so I have got a passing interest in it. You know, it, I have what I have watched things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, are there any other franchises that we wanted to briefly mention or talk about in detail? In more detail, is there um. Uh, the list contains CSI, which we have already talked about a bit, a bit Marvel, DC, yeah. and, Man, and Man in Black. But I'm not sure if we shall call Man in Black your franchise. Um, uh, I've never seen the series. Um, me, uh, me, me neither. I, I, I take it with free for free, Sai. But it, um, it is it is sci-fi. There is a movie and a TV show, so it's a franchise. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen the movies. Um, my opinions are: loved the first one, hated the second one, third one was kind of in between. I, I, it was decent at least. Um, okay, again. And there, there is a, a new one coming out soon, by the way. Yes, there is. Um, Liam Neeson, interestingly. Uh, what was it? Men in Black something they called it. I International. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm in intrigued, I've got to say. I'm oddly intrigued. Um, Can I just ask the question that we're all asking? Why? Why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same question we asked for the third one, but never mind. Um, yeah. No one's hearing. It has agents M, H, T and O, but no K or J. Uh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the many Black 3, I don't think... I don't think anyone asked for it, but I'm glad they did it because it, it, it said it scrubbed away at least some of the awful memory of the second one. The, the third's not brilliant, but it, I, I mean, again, I can't speak to you, it. You know why that got made? What? Time travel. Yeah. Um, but That's why that only gets a bar because it's got time travel in it. Everyone likes time travel. Oh, yeah. But the third one was... Well, I... they're told they like time travel and they just put it on anything. Anyway, yeah. But I, I don't know about you two, but I thought Men in Black 3 was not brilliant, but it's not bad. It's Actually, yeah. yeah, I thought it was decent. You know what? What kind of ruins that? It's on, I think, film four, like pretty much like every other week. It's one of those films, so I've seen it about four or five times now, at least. So yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a kind of Netflix, you know, home of mediocre films. 
that whole thing. And in there, you can quite easily throw in three, um, and in black three, maybe two, but I, I really don't remember two. Oh, well, no, I don't think anyone wants to. <laughs> I think I saw I said I think I saw that once, and that was more than enough for me. Whereas the first one I've seen multiple times. The third I think I've seen twice. But no, in terms of Men in Black overall, I mean, again, I've not seen the TV series, but I, I don't. Again, it's, it, they've done a four, four seasons of a TV show and three movies. That's not as big as some of the other franchises like Star Wars or Star Trek. So yeah, it, could, it can be said we're kind of stretching the definition a bit here, but. Wins that that's never been anything new. Yeah, but you know my point is you know it's the, in terms of volume. If you're thinking of oh it's too much, I, I don't think from any back it is. I think it's still at a I don't know it's still uh, the right kind of point maybe. I don't know if this this. I just thought it was like, be saying int- oh Christoph added it and I just thought oh, it'd be an interesting thing to look into. I'd why not like yeah, yeah. knock ourselves out so like, sure but, why not I don't know much but let's just let's go for it like, but Men in, in Black International I'm intrigued I mean I'm not I don't think I'll see it at the cinema I'll probably wait until it comes out on DVD but I'm intrigued but I plus it's Liam Neeson which is interesting interesting so and I like yeah, Liam but Neeson why? Huh? but why well, why, is, why he's doing it why is it happening uh Again, it's the whole probably let's reboot. And if it's the argument because they can't, that's not good enough. I, well, I don't know the actual reasons, but it could it could be because a case. the issue is the audi- audiences have got clever and they actually want decent films these days rather than just general crap that sequels and junk and things. It's a, you know, here's one something we haven't spoken about: Toy Story. Why on earth are they making a fourth one? Again, it's another one where I'm, I'm quite happy they're doing it, but it's like another case of why. When they bookended it. When they bookended it in three, quite happily, nicely, and then they're going to completely muck it up with four. It's like kind of like um, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Let's make another Lord of the Rings film. I know they kind of did with the Hobbit, which is not a prequel, but it's like let's make a little. It'd be like they make a fourth Lord of the Rings. Like, why well, this ended? This is this. They 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 ended it in such a good way. We don't need another one. Yeah, we're so. doing a spin-off show where it's set in Hobbiton. <laughs> Everyone goes, what? Why? We no, we do not want that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, good question, Si, with Toy Story 4 I, and Men in Black International. Good question. I don't know. Men in Black International could just be the rebooting it, going back to the beginning, going back to basics, which is a popular thing to do with dead franchises these days. I said Star Trek have done it, Batman did it, uh, you could argue Star Wars, arguably, as well. So, I said to be a popular trope to do, I suppose. <laughs> Would it be a safe point to slowly move into... What have we learnt from our wander aimlessly through franchise fatigue and kind of try and work out what some of those questions that I can't remember what they are? Uh, we have a, a, a list of core questions and follow-up questions in the uh, word in the text document. So, what can people do to not get in the mess that some of these ones have? Not that that makes sense. Yeah, that that, that doesn't side, but. <laughs> How do you stop it? There we are. Um, simpler. Uh, oh, what can be done to solve the franchise fatigue problem? Is that the one you're that looking thing. at? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what can be done? Oh, well. Stop oh, when we tell you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch crap films. I think it's also a case. Um, well, I think also. Um, we don't Don't listen it. to the money. Yeah, but I think it's finding a balance, and I know it's easier said than done. This is us just theorising, so well, you know. 
but trying to and it's not I know it's not easy to do but trying to find a balance between kind of that and audience expectations I think you know another thing and it's not easy you know we're not saying it's always easy to do that because we, we don't this is we don't do this for a living but maybe trying to find some sort of balance I suppose and I think also it's sometimes it's kind of slowing down I think that's another key thing as well. You need to slow yeah, down sometimes. Pacing. Yeah, yeah. pacing is one thing. Again, Marvel's done that really quite well. Mm. And it's not too bad that you sit there and go, oh, for God's sake, not another one. Where it's actually they're doing it at reasonably good speed, but they're yeah, not. Yeah. They're taking their time with it. Because to get to Thanos, it's taken us how many films? What, 21? Yeah. And, you know, and you know, so I think slowing down, so whether that's delaying production of stuff like Star Trek. I mean, I think it's due to said busy, busy, busy um, schedule of Michelle. Um, no, Jeremy. Yeah, um, but it could be you know delaying sometimes. But I think it's a, I think it can be a good thing as well. So slowing things down, or and also I'd say again, this is this is a this is a completely individual thing. But sometimes getting new people in is not a bad idea. So getting new writers in or getting new staff member or whatever it is. That, I think also so kind of maybe hiring new people that could be a, a small thing as well that could I think help to get in a getting a fresh perspective. They seem to do so uh, with Discovery. It seems to have a new captain uh, every season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yep. number one becomes more important yep. with every season. They have a new captain yep. uh, above right. her. Yeah. Um, and I, I say another thing that you could do to solve it is sometimes just take a break. Maybe just stop making something for a few years as well. Um, that could also, again, Star Trek, well, I say did, you kind of had to really, but sometimes also taking a break for a few years. And, I mean, and this is not just in terms of, because I think you, I don't think we've touched upon this, I don't think we've actually mentioned it at all, but it's not just making TV shows. I think, you, I think one, I'm not sure which one of it was, but you also put about, like merchandise as well so like you know you've got a tv show franchise and, and like they produce like merchandise for it so like shirts or figures and things like that so that can also kind of be a bit of an overload i suppose franchise fatigue oh you know it's not enough to kind of see it on the tv screen i have to see it everywhere i go when i pop into a shop somewhere so yeah, and, and you got to have a kirk shirt from tos a kirk shirt shirt from the Kelvin series and the Kirk shirt from the Discovery timeline. Yeah. Yeah, it can um, be too much, yeah. But, you know, so yeah, maybe just taking a general break still together just for a few years could also solve it, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure if a, 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 a break can also easily be too long. If people yeah. forget about it, uh, that might be a problem to you. You, you got to keep them on the hook so you know what i mean you, you gotta keep uh, the audience interested and curious for, uh, curious for next thing whether it, it it's a, a movie or, or a tv show yeah i mean i think i think that's that's true as well i mean um i mean you know again i'm back to it um like the walking dead that's been going on for almost 10 seasons now and it's it's the same it, it kind of is the same thing different human groups and Zomb- well, they're called walkers, but we're called just a common term, zombies. And it's like, well, there's only so much you can do with the same thing season after season. But somehow, every now and again, they chuck in something, slight variation, but it, it, it intrigues me. It's like, oh, that, that's different. I didn't, didn't see that 
didn't, you know, that's that's different. So it could just be the case of sometimes just slightly tweaking as well. It's again, maybe kind of as you say, Christoph. I think it's good to have a break, but then again, you've got to measure how long is too long. I think with a franchise like Star Trek, if it's very popular and it's run for so long, I think I think was it four years, sorry? Was it four years for, from Enterprise to Kelvin's Island? About four or five years. Uh, <laughs> it's all current. Look at the same thing. <laughs> Just a sec. Four years. Yeah, four years. So I think four years for Star Trek, I think, was a good thing. But again, so I think in terms of how long it takes a break, I think you're right, Christoph. If it's too long, it can have a that could have the complete opposite impacts that you want. I think well. you're aiming at about five years is probably a decent amount of time where it's refreshed enough that you can get away with it. Yeah. But whereas other friends, later, you're on, you're in danger of going why. Yeah. So, but obviously with other franchises, I think ones that are not as well known or popular, I think a shorter break would probably would be would be better. So maybe like a year or two, something like that. Not like I said, five years. So yeah. Um, what about you guys though? Have you got any any other ideas about how we solve the franchise fatigue problem? Don't make crap films. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think another part of the problem as well. And you know, I think it's originality. The concept of originality is just, you know, it, it, it's just it seems like such a um, a rare concept now in terms of movies and TV shows that gets used. It's like, you know, because as I said maybe just kind of recycling the same stuff over and over. But then again, audiences, some audiences' expectations are like that. You have a formula, you stick to it, and you can. I mean, look, I mean, just quickly look at the Bond films. I mean, the Bond franchise, I mean, that's been running for, God, for 50 years now. And, you know, the Bond films, people pretty much decide, they follow the same formula, that, yet people still enjoy them. It's the same thing as Doctor Who, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think, I think uh, that's, I think what, we, what we've kind of said is probably how we would try and solve it. I'm saying, we're not saying we're correct in saying this, it's just what we think. But um, I think that's kind of some of the ways you can kind of get around the problem, solve the problem. So, uh, uh, should Star Trek actually uh, give us co- uh, conscious breaks between the shows, like go off the air for half a year before they show the Picard show and then go off the air for half a year before they bring up the, the, the uh, animated show, or, should, or is it satisfactory to, to just avoid collisions? Like showing, like airing two shows at the same time. Mm. Well, I, I, I haven't got a problem with it because you got to bear in mind with uh, the old age of Star Trek, you had ongoing story threads that crossed over between the shows, and I think that's what they're trying to do with uh, modern Star Trek. So you're going to get crossover in Section Thirty One. We see the other side of the story to what's going on in Discovery. And I think it's the same sort of thing with what's happening with the Marvel films and the TV shows. Because you have a crossover point between like Marvel Agents S.H.I.E.L.D. and Marvel, film, Marvel films. And it's a clever way where you get them involved in one... Where you get the audience involved in one thing and then you make them watch another thing to see the impact it has on something else. Whereas if you do it separately, you have that disconnect that they don't want. And you get yourselves into problems. Yeah, I mean, and 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 actually, what, what you're saying, sorry, is an interesting point because obviously, if you do have that such a, if you do have a certain gap between the shows, and if they do interlink, then people are just going to forget. It's like, well, I know you can obviously do recaps and stuff, but people are going to go, well, 
okay, when did this happen? So, in a way, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. I think it can be a good thing to kind of not have so many shows at the same time, but I think on the flip side of that is a danger of kind of forgetting what's happened, particularly if you interlink the shows as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I think I'm personally with you on this, so I don't have a problem with it. You've got to bear in mind, one of the big, big baddies that we spoke about earlier are doing it. Uh, Star Wars, yeah. they're doing it. So why shouldn't Star Trek do it? <laughs> and, you know, they kind of follow, you know, Star Wars is following the lead and Star Trek will follow it. So I don't have a problem. They did it. It worked in the 90s. Why can't it work these days? It's a little bit of a different television universe, television environment than it was, but... It still works. Why not? Yeah. Like, if there's, if there's an audience there, they will watch it. If there isn't, they won't. And it will get eventually get cancelled after a season or two. That's, you know, people walk with their feet and won't watch it unless they want to. That's the only way you work, we can work out whether it's successful or not successful. I don't know what I'm saying, but that sounds relatively right. No, it makes yeah. sense. Makes sense to me. But I think, I think you also have that if you've got a successful show, you can also take a chance and do an unusual show and see if that pays off. If it doesn't pay off, well, that was off an experiment. Never mind, we'll close that down and shove our money into something more um, interesting, something more uh, financially viable. So if Section Thirty One doesn't pay off like they like they think there's a chance that you know heavens the whole fandom's been going on about an anthology that word yeah. serious so they could probably do that instead than doing a section 31 show where everyone's going eh, not quite sure so thank you for the word jamie but it's yeah that's, that's what i think will happen well uh they kind of tried it with the with the, the, the short tracks Oh, I love them. I, think I, I, I like them too. Uh, I just would have preferred if they would have shown it to us at the same time they have showed it to them. Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. That, that bringing it up in the trailer section of Netflix <laughs> oh, was... Oh, God, the, uh, the way you had to navigate it's like, what an, let's, just, let's give it to you guys a day before discovery. Okay, that's great that we finally got it. But let's make it the most frustrating, the most... Pointless meandering way to get to it as, as hard as possible. Was that? But unfortunately, it's due to horrible licensing problem yeah. crap. So that's another yeah. thing you've got to. Yeah, and, I, and like you guys, I did enjoy the short treks as well. I think I, I don't think I said that, but yeah, I, I did love them as well. When we, but, uh, we but it's them. been speculated they may be uh, mini pilots for upcoming shows. Possibly that's conceivable. So who knows? They may be developed into full fledged pl- flows shows. Depending on how well they've gone down, they've gone down brilliantly. So what? We, so, we, might, get, we get, might get a Harry Mud one then, or something like that. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. I, I don't think I've, I don't think I'd mind that. I said I quite. I said I like I like um, Discovery's Harry Mud. I must admit. I said I was really impressed with how they how they um, wrote him. Yeah. So uh, what what you were were getting at, Simon? You think they should keep all parallel shows? At least loosely tied to each other. I think so. I think it works as a concept. It's worked before. Mm. It's just... It's going to be interesting how they, uh, in what style they will put in the, the Picard show. Will it try to keep up the discovery atmosphere or, or will it try to feed the expectations of the TNG fans that 
some of which uh, hate discovery. It will probably be a melding pot. They will find a link of some kind. There's been uh, rumours that it's got something to do with the Red Angel. So they might be something to do with that. But some way they will have a link. Because they can quite easily shove in um, cameos from the uh, Discovery cast in holograms like No End or holographic uh, programs. So that's no difficult. That's no problem. You just ship them down there and have them on so links are no problem like like Jane, Jamie loves Kirsten Bayer so we, we all know that she'll find a way of shoving stuff together that it will fit up nicely they might even shove in a few references to uh, Starstruck and Line but I think they will try and do a mixture of Discovery-esque sort of things but try and be re- re- um, representative of next gen in some form or fashion I, I don't know how but I'm sure they'll find a clever way of doing it. Well, that's the thing. Even with Discovery, even uh, Season 2, I mean, not all Star Trek fans, but I think Season 2's gone down a lot better than Season 1 has. And those that are kind of with Season 1 are kind of like, mm, I'm not quite sure about this. I'm not quite sure about Discovery. They've gone back to Season 2 and gone, well, actually, this is not as bad as I thought it was. But, well, yeah, it's, well, it's proper Star Trek, whereas the first one yeah. kind of wasn't. <laughs> you know, I spent a good what, hour talking about that what, how long ago was that? Was that in the last year where I sat there and yeah. whined for about an hour? <laughs> I think where I sat there and whined just going, no. Whereas this one, we've both sat there and gone, yes, stick with this and you're good to go. And and it was recently announced that it's getting a third season, so that's what we want to hear. I, I just really want to know who the Red Angel is. I really do want to know. That's just but that that's whole... what they've done well. They've actually got it yeah. right this time. Where you, you're actually guessing. Whereas last, last se- um, se- uh, series, it was like, yeah, we all know. We all know it's Mary Universe. Just, just tell us anyhow. Whereas these days, it's like, who's the Red Angel? Is it that person? Is it the other one? Because we've got a few theories, but yeah. <laughs> um, you... but no, I think I think Discovery. I think having so many Star Trek shows on, I think because I think one of the other questions is, uh, with soon to be five shows, is Star, Star Trek in danger of getting fatigued again? I don't think at this point that it is. And I think as as you kind of both said, if if they're kind of loosely they kind of loosely kind of not have them completely apart but loosely have them together but not completely overlapping I, I, I think it should be fine the proviso if they had to be clever with it if they're not it's not going to work but if if they are clever with it and how they do it it will work perfectly mm-hmm. but if they somehow make again we, we've already discussed people making completely some mess ups earlier so it is plausible it is doable it's just they've got to aim it at the right people for it to work. If they don't, it's going to be an utter flop. Mm. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. That's right, you're right there, Christoph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... <coughs> Damn. <laughs> Too tired to, to drink tea without <laughs> me swallowing. <laughs> um... So, is there anything else that we want to talk about? I, I, I think we've. I don't know. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Am I right in saying that? Or is there anything? Don't else? make crap films. Yeah, a, I think <laughs> we've pretty much covered everything that we that we've got. Um, I'm happy. Yeah. You are you Christoph? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Yes, I am. laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, yeah, so in a nutshell, guys, franchise fatigue is a problem, and yeah, don't make crap films. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, we uh, that ends, obviously, that's our, our franchise fatigue episode. Are you going to talk about the announcement? Uh, I'll, I'll let you, because I can't remember what the announcement actually is. The, the other idea? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the common man manure. Oh, dear. You know, the thing is... I mentioned at the beginning of the, all yeah, of this, like, yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we discussed, like, two weeks ago and stuff, you know, that that one. That's a long time ago to me. Jamie <laughs> no, moment. Just Jamie moment. Uh, yes, uh, thank you for, for for reminding me. Um, yes, the other idea we had um, from Cindy off of Twitter um, about the Corbinite manoeuvre. Um, we just wanted to thank you and everyone else who gave us ideas. Um, and we just wanted to say, even though we haven't used your idea this time, we are not going to just leave it. We are going to be using the Corbinite manoeuvre uh, episode idea. I think next year, I think we're going to use that next year and um any other ideas that we have gotten as well again we're not just going to leave them we will use them at some point yes so thank you for all of that and that will happen soon and i'm sure you'll be hearing from us at the beginning of next year when i think jamie will be seeing that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because we de- we dedicate these days and things end up with people who it's like well you sorted that out well there you go <laughs> so that will happen and you'll be hearing that next year yeah at some point we just don't know um, so, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Not in August. <laughs> That's when we definitely know it won't be, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you once again. For, thank you so much for coming on, Christoph. We really appreciate you, said, you taking the time to come on. And again, thank you for such a fantastic idea and for all your ideas and the, and the research notes and that. It said it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> And for the record, I'm looking forward to the Cobalt Maneuver episode too, because I, di- I did like that idea also. Yeah, it is I'm... my fa- it is my favorite original series episode. Wow! So, so, so no no pressure then. No. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure for me then. Nah, I think it is a really good idea. Um, I said I'm said quite intrigued. I look forward to definitely. You just like your idea just a slightly bit more. <laughs> Do you know what? I think both, <laughs> I like both equally, to be honest. I said franchise fatigue. That's, that's, that's why there was only one vote between them. So it's a bit kind of, well, yeah. they're both just as like. We might as well kind of do Christoph's because he's, he's clearly won. But with one vote, it's kind of, well, it seems to be just as like. We might as well do one just as well. We like it just the same. So we'll do it next year because we quite like pacing things out because we're like that. And it's, but we'll, it, we'll be doing it. It's better to like both. Uh, choices than not liking both choices like certain uh, members of parliament <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't go there we, we yeah. don't know either but I don't I haven't said anything and we, we live in that so yeah, yeah it's a minefield <laughs> uh, anyway we hope you we hope you enjoyed the episode guys uh, um, uh, our next one will be Something. <laughs> Vulcans, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, Vulcans first contact day uh, from the Vulcan perspective. So. <laughs> it's not like you don't have any way of knowing or anything, do you? But you know, it's. Well, that's the thing, so me, me forgetting this stuff and you putting your head in your hands in frustration, it's a common thing now amongst us. It's like a thing that has to happen during an episode, doesn't it? 
because it always happens. Yeah, uh, first contact with the, from the Vulcan perspective. Can we uh, also just say you can find Christoph on Twitter as well? Yes. And we'll be adding that to the notes. Yes. Just, just that as well, because that's what we usually do. Yes, thank you. You know, that's also a thing. That is also. Do you like to say? You, you know. Who say what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, go on, Christoph. Oh, yes, sorry, yes, Christoph. <laughs> Where can people find you on Twitter, Christoph? My Twitter handle is C42, but uh, don't break your tongue trying to, to pronounce that. Just go on the, the Engage Podcast Twitter and find the discussions about uh, the episode today and you will find me. Yeah. All- follow, follow the thing that you've already followed for this episode. That whole yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. And I said, yeah. we'll add, we'll add your... Um, <laughs> We'll add your Twitter handle to our. We'll add it to our um, blurb, our notes. To Simon, Simon says so people know where to find you as well. And I have the same handle on Facebook and some other <laughs> of those networks. Um. So yeah. Um. Is there anything else we we need to say or want to say or? No. No. Just, that's probably one of the muckiest endings we've done in a fair old while, Jay. But never mind. We'll just we'll muddle on through it yep. as we usually do. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, as usual, uh, I've been Jamie. I've been Simon. I'm Christoph. And, yeah, thanks a lot um, for listening, guys, and we'll be back soon in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.